You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. So we're talking about thanks living, right? And last week we talked about giving. I, I, I don't know if there's been a time uh, since we launched 2911 13 years ago, plus 13 plus years ago, that uh, in November I've not spoken on giving because, you know, you can't just say you're thankful. you got to show you. If you're really thankful, you're going to show it some way. And I think one of the ways we show it is by appreciating the things that God has blessed us with by also giving them back to someone else. And so that's what Thanksgiving is. So last week we talked about uh, some of the things that happened around 2911 because of your giving. And uh, a lot of these things happen because you give regularly, not because we say, hey, we need some money. You know, we got a project. We got an event. We've got things like that that, man, you always step up. Uh, that, uh, like benevolence happens regularly because of that giving. Those medical needs last year, we, uh, we asked Angie uh, Altamirano at uh, Hope House Orphanage in uh, Honduras. We asked her for some projects, like just give us some ideas. And, and I think she gave us something like eight or nine different projects, kids that needed glasses, uh, a kid that needed multiple surgeries and doctor's visits and different things. And, and we ended up meeting every single one of those because of your giving and you're because you want to do this that's thanks living and there it is right there those are some of the things that we do and there were some that I threw out after this that I'm going to remind you of at the end of this message so we won't go there okay but today we're going to go a little bit different direction it's actually all tied in because the purpose for our giving is not about money it's really not about money it's not about you know, buildings and all those kinds of things. It's not about buying the materials and things that the facility needs. It's, it's not really about that. It's about something else. So here's where I want to begin. I want to begin, you know, y'all know what happened this past week. I want to begin by talking about, there's a scripture that talks about the election, okay? So I want to talk about the election. Anybody heard anything about an election this, this past week? I want, to, I want to take you to the scripture that talks about the election, now, some of you Bible scholars are kicking your head over like a, like a puppy dog, like, what? I don't know if I heard that right, right? Now, here, here's the scripture on election, okay? 2 Peter chapter 1. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. See, I told you. It talks about the election, right? For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right, that... Is that the election you thought I was going to be bringing up to your attention here? It probably wasn't, was it? Well, a few weeks ago, we talked about this thing, this calling election, or, or the scripture we read then had been translated to the word chosen, calling and chosen. And Jesus is telling this story about calling and chosen, or, or election. And uh, some people, I, I, well, I think we all misunderstand sometimes, but I think some people have misconstrued that, but it's just plain and basic to me is Jesus says call and then he says chosen and the only thing between calling and choo choosing the, the only thing between many are called but only few are chosen the only thing he puts between there is your acceptance of the call is that when he calls you say hey here I am and he says okay now you're chosen because of that and so what he's saying right here is make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Make every effort to confirm it, that he's called you, confirm that with him. And, he, and he's elected or he's chosen you, so confirm, do everything you can because that's what, what? If you do these things, you'll never stumble. You'll receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, it's all found right there, all again, 
Oh, again, everything is right there. It's all, it's all interconnected. Everything is right. If you'll accept this calling and make your election or your choosing by him, make sure of it, okay? Make sure of it. So, so it, it, I know you probably thought I was talking about some other election, you know, because there was one that happened, you know, this, this past week. I think they're still counting votes somewhere, you know. But, you know, and, and that's probably what you were thinking about. You know, what if God's plan for changing the world wasn't changing governments or wasn't changing you know who sits on a throne you know in some country or who sits in the white house what if God's plan for changing the world was you guess what it is I am certain give me this one Beverly I am certain God is more concerned with how you are living out the great commission than how you vote in November I am certain. You may not be, but I am certain. God is so, and you say, well, Pastor, this is important. I agree it's important, okay? But, but you think about throughout all of history. I mean, man, we get, we get so, so, so like tunnel vision, you know, with, and thinking that, you know, God writes all these scriptures just for this moment. No, it, it applies to this moment, but he has written these scriptures and given us these promises and commands for every person that has ever lived in, in, in every place in the world and every time in the world. He has given those scriptures. So I, I'm not saying how you vote in November isn't important, but here, here's what I'm saying is if you are, you know, if you are this interested if you are this consumed with how you vote in november you should be this consumed with making your calling and election sure because that's more important how you walk out the great commission how you live the great commission is more important than anything else we can talk about as far as our lives go all of our uh, christmas wish lists and all of those things none of that matters as much as this great commission it is the thing y'all remember the great commission right Let's see, let me, let me see if I can remember. It's, uh, uh, therefore, go and elect the guy that reminds you the most of Simon Peter, right? Is that, is that what it is? You know, therefore, go and uh, spend all of your money and all of your time on Saturdays pulling for your favorite team. Is that, is that it's like, you know, no, what, what, what is that great commitment? Help, help me with this. Do y'all remember it? Matthew 28, 19, 20? Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this. Great promise here. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's the great commission. And everything else in your life, Everything else in your life pales in comparison to this call that we have been given. Make your call and election sure. Make sure that you've been, you've been given this call to do this. So, so say yes to God. Step into that and be the elect. Be the chosen to be God's answer for this world that has fallen apart, that is dying, that people that are being crushed in the middle of all the stuff that they're dealing with. Be God's answer. That was his plan. It was always his plan. Before there was a United States of America, that was his plan. Before your family, before your family name was ever in existence. I mean, I, I, I don't know, you know, this, this is 2,000 years ago. I don't know if any of you have a family name that is that old, right? Before your family name was in existence, this was his plan of how to reach the world. So make that call and make that choosing, that election sure in your life. It's the most important thing. But, but, but Pastor, how am I going to how am I going to reach the world? How am I going to change the world? How am I going to reach people that that uh, that need God? 
great quote right here. I don't even know this guy, but uh, I ran across this quote some time ago, and I've been saving it and dropped it into this sermon. Kyle Eidelman, he says, what I've discovered, if, you, if you're thinking, how do I do that? How do I walk? Th- how do I become part of this answer that God has for this world that is di- dying? And he says, what I've discovered is that the more I give attention to what God is doing in me, and see, and see, I relate that, I'm thinking now about making that calling an election, sure. More than I, the more I give attention to that, the more likely it is that God is going to put someone in my path that he trusts me with as his son and you, uh, many of you as his daughters, to have this one-at-a-time moment with them. We, if we're not careful, we also get focused on the big uh, gatherings, you know, Billy Graham, I mean, he was, he was our evangelist of, of many of our lifetimes. And thousands and thousands and thousands of people came to know Jesus Christ through him. And that's, that was a great thing. But I, I got to tell you, if you know anything about the Crusades, it wasn't about that moment and that sermon and that prayer. They had, they had done weeks of preparation so that every person who came to know Christ was then connected with a one-on-one, one at a time. It's connected with someone else so that, so that that person could be that one-at-a-time person in their life. Why? Because God's plan is not for you to, and you and all of us to go and, and preach to thousands and thousands of people, but for every one of us to take advantage of our one-at-a-time opportunities to be with people that need to know Jesus Christ. You see, I'm going to give you four things and then wrap up this sermon. I'm give you four things about thanks living, Okay. And here's the first one. Thanks living sets priorities. When you are living thankful, you set priorities. You know, normally when we, are, when we think about thanksgiving or giving thanks, it's, it's almost like a, you know, it just kind of drops in our mind or our spirit and we just, you know, we just kind of do it. You know, it's like, oh, I need to tell them thank you for that thing they did for me last week, right? Don't we do that kind of thing? And, but what happens when you, do, when you live that way? You forget a lot of those, don't you? I mean, Y'all never forget, I forget to say thank you sometimes. You know, I forget to be appreciative. And that's why I said that just earlier when we were having our prayer right before the message is, you know, think about some of those things that we've forgotten. Man, we, we thank for but thanks living sets priorities. This is Haggai chapter 1 verse 7. Man, I, Haggai, I mentioned, mentioned the verses there, but it's really getting in my spirit. We might have to preach on Haggai here real soon. Haggai 1 and 7, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Now, what is he saying here? Well, I sometimes, you know, I, I've preached on this verse, and I've preached on Haggai a whole lot of times in the past, but I sometimes say, you know, what did he really mean there? I, I like to look back at the Hebrew words because if you, if you look at different translations of the Bible, you know, this person, they know, they know Hebrew because this is Old Testament, or they know Hebrew, this guy does. And they say, well, that means this, and that means this. And so I like to look sometimes back at the Hebrew because I know one translation says, consider your ways, and this one says, give careful thought to your ways. What, what do those words mean? No, let, let me break this down. That, that last phrase, give careful thought to your ways. Okay, here's, here's kind of what the Hebrew words, it's kind of like three three thoughts there and then you know there you know when you when you do translations you don't do word for word like that because uh, sometimes it means more than two words the way we would explain it but it means put place or set above over upon or against your course of life your mode of action your ways are that hebrew word is your course of life your mode of action so what is he saying here he's saying 
put over or, or upon your course of life. What does he say? He's saying, set some priorities. Consider your, pro consider your ways, your course of life, your mode of action, and think about, you know, what needs to be above, what needs to be over, what needs to be upon, what needs to be against. Think about those things and set those things. Put them, set them, place them. Set priorities. I, I mean, I think one of the ways the Message Bible should translate this is to say, set your priorities. <laughs> you know, you need to think about the things that you've been putting priority on, and maybe those things aren't. Because if you read Haggai, and I won't go into that, I'm really, really struggling here to not just jump into a message on Haggai, because it really fits right here. But what God was saying is, you are, you've got the wrong priorities in your life. You need to just step back and consider your ways. Consider your priorities and set some new priorities in your life. That's what he is saying right here. You know, priorities, about setting, setting priorities. Thanks living is about setting priorities. And in setting priorities, what, what, what are the priorities in our life? You know, the priority in a Christian life, the priority in a thanks living life, should not be as God is telling them here. Should not be about, you know, gathering all your stuff, you know, and it all being about you and all being, but you need to be looking around at everybody else and seeing what, seeing what other people need. You know, thanks living, you know, it's not, it's, not just about, it's not just about getting your stuff and thanking God for the past, but it's about going forward into that. You know, um, I think it's like this, setting the priority of, um, setting the priority of, of sharing. You know, you know what sharing is like? You know, sometimes, sometimes I share by accident, you know. That's like um, one day uh, we were here working at the building doing something, and, and um, I, I, know, I know Kurt was here working with us because Kurt's, Kurt's time clock goes off when his coffee cup is empty, and it normally gets empty about 11.30, 11.45, and so that's, you know, we're kind of done. So it was about noon, you know, and, and uh, we've kind of been tired, you know, and I stopped on my way home to Dollar Gen. Never, I never do this, but that day... There was a baby Ruth laying there that was just calling my name. I hadn't had a baby Ruth in a long time, and, and I never buy one for myself. Normally, it's like, you know, <laughs> I just get one out of the kids' grandkids' Halloween baskets, you know, or something. You know, but I, there was one that was calling my name, you know, and it was one of those big ones because, you know, it had like two pieces in it. And, and uh, I just felt like it was a God moment that he wanted me to have that baby Ruth. So I, I bought that baby Ruth, and I got, I got home, you know, and I had my lunch, and <laughs> I opened that up. That was my dessert. But, you know, I hadn't had a baby Ruth in a long time, so it was almost just a little too much. So I only ate about half of it, kind of folded it over so, you know, wrapped it up so I could have the rest of it a little bit later, laid it on the, the, the table right next to my recliner, went to take a shower, and um, when I got out of the shower, David said, you're going to be mad at Bodie. Now, Bodie is our, you know, y'all have, some of y'all know Bodie, I guess, right? Uh, um, but y'all ever have, you know, a 20-something-year-old, 14-year-old in your family, you know, that they never grow up, that kind of a thing? You know, that's kind of Bodie. I mean, he's over three years old now, and he's still a puppy. I mean, he is still acting everything like a puppy. She said, you're going to be mad at Bodie. I said, why? She said, he had the rest of your baby Ruth. <laughs> and you know what? I I never wanted a baby Ruth more than I wanted at that moment because I couldn't have it. You know what I mean? You know, I didn't share on purpose. I shared by accident, and I didn't like it at all. You know, you ever have one of those, like when you were a kid and your mom made, made you share something? You, you didn't get nothing, and you didn't get any blessing out of it either. You know, but there's, there's another time that I share by accident. You know, um, y'all know, um, have y'all discovered these, these new chips called popcorners? 
Y'all discovered those yet? <laughs> Man, it's like it's like a taste of popcorn and and of the butter and the and the salt. They've got other flavors too, but I just, I just like the butter and salt. And you know, I just love those. And and actually, I think it's the ones that are a little bit sweeter that I like. The last four bags of those, and I don't mean the little little bitty bags, but I mean you know about this size bag. The last four bags of those that I bought personally, not that my wife bought. But that I personally paid for the last four bags of those that I bought. I may have gotten four chips out of the whole bags, you know, you know, because you know, because my grandkids love them too. They discovered them when I discovered them, and you know what? I like it sometimes when, like the other night when uh, when uh, Colin he found he found a cookie, a cookie that uh, from Chick Fil A that had probably been in our pantry for about a month and a half or something, you know. And he came out. He said, "Can I have this pop?" You know. And so I played up like, "Oh no, 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 that's mine." And I said, nah, you know, I want you to have it, and especially since it was that old, I didn't really care, right? So I let him have it, you know. And I, I, like, I like those moments where, you know, I get to purposefully decide, yeah, I want you to have it, buddy. But I also like the fact, like when I came in a day or two later, you know, I, now listen, I was the one walking down the aisle. I saw the popcorners chips. I picked them up so we need we're out of these we need some I took them to the front of the store I put my debit card down for it you know I took them home I put them in the pantry I didn't hide them you know from everybody else I'm the one that did all of that and then a day or two later you know I walk in there and say where are the popcorners at you know because you know two sets of grandkids three sets of grandkids come by you know in a couple of days and you know popcorners left but you know I like the fact that my grandkids understand that kind of sharing and they understand it's not something that I have to necessarily do consciously anymore because it's just our way of life if it's in my house they can have it too it's a way of life that's what th thanks living is about sharing okay thanks living is not about hoarding it's about go ahead to that now but I told Beverly hold up on this one thanks living is not about hoarding it's about sharing Thanks living, following Jesus isn't about loading up, but unloading. Think about this, okay? When we come to Jesus, we unload. We unload our sin. We unload our shame. We unload our burdens. But we also start unloading some of our stuff, our finances, our gifts, our talents. That doesn't mean we unload and we never have them back. Our time. We unload some of those things because we give those things out. We share them. But, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, and I hear people talk about their theology of, of Christianity, and I think, you know, they, they've got this idea that Christianity is all about what I can get, you know, loading up. You know, I'm going to church, going to see what I get today. You know, God's got a blessing for me. That's great. That's wonderful. But Christianity is not about loading up. It's about unloading. It's about saying, God, fill my cup. Fill my cup overrunning, God, so that I've got more than enough so that I can bless someone else. He is a God of abundance. He is not a God of just enough. He's a God of abundance. And the reason he's a God of abundance is because there are people around you that they can't get it straight from him right now, but they can get it through you. And that's why Christianity is about sharing. But you know, there's something, something dangerous that we, we learned a lot of things in COVID. A lot of things we learned in COVID, we, we learned wrong things maybe. And here's one of them right now. Here's some of this. During COVID, we learned if we don't give to charity, if we don't support missions, we don't tithe, then there's more money to spend on ourselves. That's what a lot of people learned during COVID. If I don't go to church, you know, people treat, you know, tithes and offerings kind of like, you know, kind of a ticket or an entrance fee. If I don't go to church, I don't know for that week, right? I didn't see the dog and pony show, so I don't know for that week, right? 
you know, I don't have to give anything. And so I don't go, so I don't give. And you know what? If I don't give, I got a lot more to spend on me. Also with our time, if we don't spend time, because we quarantined, right? And as we quarantined, we didn't, you know, I, I couldn't reach out to my neighbor. I couldn't help somebody else, you know. I just had to say, I'll pray for you, you know. And if we don't spend time helping others, we learned we have more time to spend on our own priorities. But thanks living is about sharing. It's about sharing who we are. It's about sharing our stuff. It's about sharing our gifts. It's about sharing our, our, our money, our finances with people around us. It is about sharing ourselves, our talents, our ability, all of those things that we have. It's about sharing all of those things. Thanks living is about sharing because thanks living is also about sacrifice. You know, whenever you share, you sacrifice. You understand? Like, like with, my, with my grandkids, you know, when they ate my popcorners, I didn't have any more. Sharing is about sacrificing. You know, I, I heard, you know, coming up as a young pastor years ago, I remember, I remember hearing pastors of uh, small churches, you know, older pastors, and they would talk about how people would just bless them with stuff. They said, we'd come home, sometimes there'd be an old mattress that somebody didn't want anymore, and they'd say, oh, just take it to the pastor. He probably needs it because they're poor. It's old, nasty, you know, and stained with all kinds of stuff that you don't even want me to even imagine right here out loud to you guys, right? He said, we just had to take it to the dump. He said, there's stuff like, let me tell you something. If you're giving something away that you don't want anymore, you're not sharing. You're disposing of trash. You know, if you're giving your time, well, I wasn't going to use that for anything else anyway. That's not sharing. Sharing is sacrifice. When you share, you sacrifice. You lose something. And I think that's the reason we don't like to do it, because we lose something. You know, it's, it'd be easy to share if, you know, if I didn't lose anything in the process, but when you share, you sacrifice. Uh, go over there, if you will. The first century, let me say this again, because I know I've said it a couple times the past few months, but I will say it again because I want us to get this. this. This is where we began, the first century church, right? And in the first century church, no one was content having too much as long as someone else had too little. That's where we were born. But where have we come to? Are we sacrificing anymore? We don't talk about sacrificing anymore. You know, you got some extra money, let's give it to some, kind, you know, some needy kids for Christmas. No, no. Not if you have extra. You know, I pray God gives you extra so you can, but let's find a way. I mean, if there are needy kids, there are hungry kids in our neighborhood, then let's not say, hey, do we have any extra money? Let's find the money, whether it's extra or not. If I have to skip a meal so a kid can have a meal, you know, it's not about just, I got extra, so let me do, but let's find a way to take care of it. Let's find a way to make that happen. Let's find a way. That's what Christianity used to be, but what it's become is, again, back to in so many people's lives, it's been about loading up, and this is not what this is. It's not, it's not what this is anymore. Um, this next slide for me, remind me, oh, yeah, this story. Remember, y'all remember the story of, of Jesus feeding 5,000 families with one little boy's lunch? The little boy didn't give his lunch so that the table could be full. The little boy gave his lunch so the people could be full, the hungry could be full. The reason we do what we do is not so we can have a nice building. It's not so that we can have nice stuff. The reason we do what we do is so we can have a, a building, a place to touch people that are hungry inside that are broken, that are hurting. The reason we do this, the reason we sacrifice is not because we have extra, but because somebody else doesn't have enough. 
So we sacrifice, and we say, well, why would we want to sacrifice? So this, this is my last one. Thanks living, but here's the reason we sacrifice. Thanks living is counting others as more. Jesus did. He counted you as more than him. That's why he died on the cross, because he counted you as more. That's what thanks living is then. Thanks living as a Christian is appreciating who he is and what he has done for me to the place that I want to do for somebody else what he has done for me. He counted me as more. I want to count someone else as more. I dare you. I dare you to make your holiday season this year about others. Don't make it all about you. Make it about others. You know, the other day I, I, I made cooking, you know, about others. We had a meeting coming up. I made it about Deva. She said, she said, you know, I was thinking about making a strawberry pie, and she knows I wanted strawberry, I meant strawberry cake. She knows I wanted strawberry cake. She said, but Kyle said he would like to have a pecan pie. She said, they're so much easier to make. And so I made it about her. I said, well, if it's so much easier to make, you go, go ahead and make the pecan pie if that's what's easy. But she, I, did, I know she could just tell in my voice. You know what she did? She made the, she made the strawberry cake anyway, and everybody was blessed with the strawberry. You know, you see, sometimes when you make it about somebody else, they say, well, I'm going to make it about you then. You know, that, that's, that's kind of my wife's spirit, you know, is making it about somebody else. But she didn't get that from her mom and dad. She didn't get that from a book that she read. She got that from him because he counted her as more. That's what's now inside of her. She counts others as more. I mean, Several of you can tell stories, you know, and I'm not just up here to brag on my wife, but several of you can tell stories about just the, just the servant's heart that she had. Again, she didn't get that from her physical DNA. She got it from her spiritual DNA. If you love others, you get, you get that from It's there. It's in you. But we've covered it up with so much other stuff, maybe because we've been loading up and we've been loading and loading and what can I get and what can I get? and we've covered it up, but I dare you. I dare you, this holiday season, make it about others, someone else. And we're gonna give you, at, at 2911, we're gonna give you um, four opportunities to do that. Told you about these, and we've been talking a little bit about them, but these are four things that we're doing just in the next, man, probably, probably three or four weeks, all these will be done over with and, and gone, you know, so you gotta jump on board now, okay? Because thanks living sets priorities. Thanks living doesn't say, well, at Christmas I'll do something. You know, I'll, I'll find, no, thanks living says, hey, I want to be a part of this, or I want to be a part of that. And here they are. Thanksgiving meal for the Alabama ba Baptist Children's Home, that's a week and a half away. So you can talk to uh, Rogina. Uh, she leads our, uh, our ladies' ministries here called Royal Chicks. Somebody told me that I said Royal Chicks about 10 times last week. Never did tell y'all what Royal Chicks was, so some of y'all kind of wondered, you know, so if you're new around here. Well, that, that's, that's one of our ladies' ministry uh, teams around here, and they, they are doing this. So talk, talk to Rogina, uh, and, and if you want to be a part of this, if you, all you can do is buy something, or if you want to be a part of cooking something. Our 2911 Kids Food Drive, it's going on the, the rest of the month, okay? So two more weeks bring uh, canned foods, and they said they didn't want any corn, okay, because I guess they got too much corn or whatever. So if you got, if you got extra corn, you know, don't bring it because they don't want it. That's not giving. That's not sharing. Go get something you like and bring it, okay? 
and bring that to them. So uh, non-perishable items. The Appalachia, we've been calling this Kentucky, but it's really uh, the name of it is Appalachia Christmas Blessing. The deadline is, is November 27th. That's two weeks from today. Bicycles and coats are what they ask for the most. In case you weren't here last week, let me say it again, okay? All right, here's what they're doing. is Every year since 1990-something, uh, Linda and Larry Moon have gone into they, they started this by just buying all the, all the toys they could, putting them in, their, in the trunk of their car, and just driving up into the mountains and just finding a bunch of kids and opening the trunk and just handing them out. It has grown into this huge thing where they go into a different city every year, somewhere in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, this, this year they're going to Whitesburg, one of the areas that was wiped out by the floods. And they go in and they take, they, they take I, I don't even know how many, three, four uh, tractor trailer loads of toys now. I mean, if you see, we, I don't think we've got those pictures from last week. We'll make sure to show them to you next week, next week if we can also. But they basically go into a, 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 a school gymnasium and they basically set up a Walmart, you know, that's right there. And the kids get to go in and just pick out their Christmas toys. And also what they do, and, and they get uh, clothes and they get food. You know, so if you want to make a contribution for, for but most people, man, you'd love to buy, you know, Barbie doll or uh, a bunch of Barbie dolls. Don't just buy one. Well, bar, Barbie dolls or, or, uh, or bicycles, but kids that need coats and all those kinds of things as well. But also they share the gospel message with everyone that walks through. And every year they have over 100 people give their life to Jesus Christ because of showing this. So that's, I mean, if you can't get behind something like that, I don't, I don't know what's, what's wrong with you, you know, but just think about counting others as more. Uh, thank you. Yeah, they found the pictures. And then lastly, Royal Chicks, the Operation Christmas Blessing. And they're, they're beginning to wrap this up, but probably could always use just a little bit more if you want to give toward that, where they, they actually find needy families in the community. They find out their wish list for the kids and buy them, you know, whatever they need and, and some things that, uh, that the family just needs as well. And uh, so this, like I said, again, this is uh, one of our women's ministries uh, teams that we have at 2911. And we were doing this, and then uh, one year um, Regina came to me, and she said it's, they, they just wanted to take this on. They just wanted to take this on. And so uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me back up to that um, quote that I skipped, Beverly. Uh, this is, I don't know who said this first, but a lot of people are taking credit for it, but it is unknown. Nobody can tell. Okay. If you're helping someone and expecting something in return, you're doing business, not kindness. If you're doing something just so you can get something back, that's not kindness, that's business. That's not thanks living. Thanks living is doing something, and that's one of the, that's one of the blessings of doing something for these local families that you'll never meet, these families in uh, Whitesburg, Kentucky that you'll never meet is because you're doing something just, just out of the love of God that is in your heart. That's where blessing comes from. And don't even do it for the blessing because then you're, you're still doing business, but just do it because he's already done it for you. He counted you as more. So let's count someone else as more this holiday season. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.